Guys, I've been hurting. I've been hurting. So, as most people do at the beginning of the year, they have their New Year's resolutions, things that they want to get accomplished, new lifestyle trends and goals. And, you know, I try not to be a sheep. But, uh... The strategy I had last year was not successful. Like most people trying to get back into the gym now i was not as consistent as i was back in what i'm now calling my prime actually i'm not gonna do that i can't call that my prime because if you call something your prime then that means you can never be better than that so that's not my prime my previous best yes my previous best era uh was probably around uh, from 2019 to late 2021 yeah but then after thanksgiving of 2021 decided to take a little break wasn't as consistent wasn't hitting the lake as much anymore and then uh you know i used the excuse of because the beginning of the year cedar is always ridiculously high and i i don't even know when this started maybe i've just always been allergic to cedar and i just didn't know that i was allergic to cedar and it wasn't until like recently i found out uh, cause yeah, I, I, once I, now that I know it, because in the past I was ignorant to it. I was just like, damn, I always get sick or I'm always like congested and feel awful and throat itches and shit, um, around January, February every year, but I still moved normally. But now that I know this, I try to minimize my exposure to cedar. Um, so like <laughs> I'm wearing a mask now more than I did at any point during 2020. Um, I'm, I, that cedar shit, nah, that cedar shit's real COVID and eh, whatever, uh, respectfully. Well, yeah, eh. but that cedar shit, nah, that cedar shit's real. That shit, that shit caused me problems. I might've been had COVID like seven, eight, nine times. I would never know, but I know when that cedar's in my system. Anyway, uh, last year I used the excuse to, you know, not really get as active when I mean, I could have easily just continued to go to the gym but i in that time period i preferred running more and i don't know if i've said this before but the main reason why i prefer running more than the gym is because it's a way for me to still be lazy and i gotta get out of that i gotta get out of that but like you know like there's levels to laziness because like to me running three miles is lazy but to others you know that's that's a damn good workout but for me, I know that I'm being lazy because I just don't want to go to the gym and like come up with the whole workout routine. And like I have some that I've been doing for a while, things that I used to do with my trainers back in the day. But, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm really I just really don't be feeling it. So I'm just like, man, I can go to the lake. I can get this run in, be in and out in about 26, 27 minutes. And I got my workout in for the day um anyway that was my mindset not important that was, that was my mindset cedar was in the air so i decided not to do that and uh let or my previous best era uh i was got down to 208 that was actually very shocking when i realized how much i weighed at that time um but then uh 2022 whew, your boy ballooned up guys your boy ballooned up um i think i got as high as 265 last year um, but the problem with that I'm having mentally is like, well, I mean, Michael, you were 330 at one point. Like you were like consistently between 280 and 320 pounds for 
10 to 12 years of your life like you know that's kind of your normal like if you stayed on the trajectory that you were on like i mean you should be at least like 370 380 right now so i'm just like i, I was kind of coping in my head i'm just like i mean yeah i'm back up to 260 but shit i mean i ain't i ain't what i was but with that mindset i could easily get back to where i was so you know that's one but then too i'm trying to recalibrate my mind because i'm trying to trick myself because when i look in the mirror now i don't see what i don't see what i was at when i was 208 that's upsetting but i don't see what i was before that so like in my mind i'm closer to the 208 than i am to the 230 so in my mind i'm like ah it's not even that bad like i don't even be getting on the scale that much anymore but I got on scale. I got on scale like a week and a half ago. Guys, that was two fifty-seven. Now again, I look in the mirror. I don't see two fifty-seven. I don't. I don't see that. But I got on that bitch and it said two fifty-seven. I said, "All right, fuck it. Cut the shit. We're done. We're done." Bought me a fucking journal. Tracking all my calories. I'm still eating whatever I want, but I mean, I've noticed, and I've just been doing this for what twelve days now. But I've noticed now that I'm tracking it, I'm. More or less eating the same, but I'm a little bit more cognizant of the decisions I'm making. And I'm sure because of that, I'm making slightly better decisions. And it's early. We're still working. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think that's that's something. But uh, I'm also trying to making a more focused, concerted effort to get back into the gym, uh, which is kind of annoying because, like, you know, I'm, I'm in there with the sheep crew. Um, you know, last year, like towards the later end of last year, there wasn't that many people with, like I said earlier, it's January, so everybody's in here, new year, new me and all that shit. And, you know, I, I really hate, for the most part, I really hate, hell, you know me, you listen to the pod, you, I, I hate being in the majority. I hate being with the, with the sheep. So like, for example, like, I, I mean, obviously I love Drake. So like, you could be like, I mean, you're a sheep when it comes to Drake, but if you, Peel the layer back and you understand and like generally where I lie on most things. I'm typically not in the majority. So because of that, if I ever do tend to be on the side of majority, I truly think that that shit is just great. Phenomenal. So, I mean, but, you know, I, I, I just I'm sure everybody has little nuances and everything. But if that's something that really bothers me and irks me. So I try to be like, man, fuck them new niggas. I'm going to get back in there in March, February, whatever What's going to be my mindset. When I saw 257, I said, fuck out of here. We done with that shit. So I'm in a gym. I'm in a gym earlier this week. And the Stairmaster, that's my vice. That's my thing. I, I don't, shouldn't have said vice. It's not, I don't think vice worked there. But anyway, that's my thing. That's what I do. But that's also still me being lazy. I got, and, and that's, you know, still trying to, you know, recalibrate my, well, I actually, I should never change that. I should never recalibrate that because even though I'm being in my mind lazy, I'm still doing more than 98% of Americans. So like, you know, but it's good. It's good to still consider what I'm doing lazy. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing that, but I get on the Stairmaster often. Uh, most of the times that's my warm up. Sometimes when I can't think of or don't want to actually lift any weight or anything like that, I just be like, fuck it, I'm going to do like an extra 10, 15 minutes on this bitch. And, uh, and it, it reminds me of where I started. It reminds me of where I started. I used to be on the Stairmaster, uh, burn a calorie for every pound I weigh. And back when I was 330, you know, it would take me about like 34, 35 minutes. Uh, now I would do the same exit. Well, in my previous best arrow, 
I would do the same same workout um, and I would be done like, you know, like 10 minutes and shit like that. So, like, you know, just nice to see the whole journey. But anyway, I'm in there the other day. I'm like, fuck it. I've been lazy. Got to get back right. I did the Stairmaster. I was going to tell myself, hey, I'm, a, I'm just going to do 10 minutes. I'm just going to do 10 minutes, burn about 200 calories. It's going to be a nice little warm up. Then we're going to get to a lift. I think I got to that. I got to that 10 minute mark. I felt good. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Because 200 calories, 10 minutes, I can typically get 100 calories in in five minutes, uh, the pace that I go. So I was at 200 and I was like, fuck it. If I do another two and a half minutes, I can hit my old school body weight workout. Like, you know, the calories, pounds thing that I just said. So I was like, fuck it. I do another two and a half minutes. I did that. And I was like, well, shit. I mean, I'm almost at 300 because, you know, I told myself I'm going to do two and a half minutes, two and a half minutes. I was past the 257 or well, I was actually like 260 something at that time. So I was like, fuck it. I can do another 40. After I did another 40, I was like, fuck it. I'll do another 10 or another 100. And then after I did that 100, I was like, fuck it. I'm doing 24 minutes for Kobe. Ended up doing like 420, 450 some calories of shit burned. And like any other day, I would have been like, yeah, nah, that's just my, or that, that, that's the workout. Fuck it. I plan to do fucking 10 minutes on that bitch. I ended up doing 24. Nah, fuck it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But uh, I was like, nah. My gym, we'll leave it at that. I was like, fuck it. I got to turn up. You know, I go to the rack and everything. You know, she knew on her thing. And, you know, I just, you know, like a dumbass, like I've said before on this podcast before, whenever I'm trying to like, you know, lift some shit for real. That's when your boy heads to that squat. My dumb ass is out here squatting like I'm fucking 20 years old. Guys, mind you, I mean, like, you know, I, I know my legs are still strong. But when you haven't squatted for quite some time and then you squat, you know, there's that certain level of soreness that you're going to have for quite a period of time. And that's when I forget. And, and, that, and that really really put things into perspective for me i'm like damn like this was normal like this is just how i always felt all the fucking time for like eight years this is awful every step i take hurts guys it fucking hurts i did my squat workout i did my good mornings i, I did like I, I did my whole lower body all that shit and this was after i did burnout and mind you this was like my first real 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 day back like I'd been there a couple other days. I did bullshit. I, I wouldn't even want to count those, but I was there. I was present. That was my first day of like actually doing some shit. Boy, oh my god! I did the stairmaster again a couple of days later. Oh my goodness! That stairmaster really whooping my ass, y'all. It's really whooping my ass. I'm in pain. I'm. I said all that to say I'm in pain. I know I went on. I went on. I went on. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, go ahead and get into the episode. Uh, start, start the podcast. Start the podcast. See, see, I did that for y'all. I was going, I, I was going to be a capitalist. I was going to be a capitalist, but I didn't want to do that to y'all because I respect y'all, most of y'all, and I fuck with you and I appreciate you for listening to the podcast. You know what? So you know, I, fourth wall. I put the ad at the beginning of the pod because the second the ads listen to, you ain't got to listen to anything else to hear on. You're like, after you press play on the pod, I have gotten my, like, I, we got it. The second you press play, we get it. So, you know, I, but you know what? I was going on and on about, you know, my fucking in the gym and the weight gain and everything. You know, I, I ain't want to cheat y'all. But if you still listen and made it this far, then you really do fuck with me and you really do fuck with the pod. So, you know, I, you know, I threw the ad, I threw the ad in later. You know what I'm saying? I gave you about 10, 11 minutes to let you decide if this is really an episode or something that you wanted to fuck with. Clearly, you made it thus far. So then, you know, hey, you know what? Appreciate you. 
Now let me get paid. You know, I, I think it's even, even. Now, am I going to do that all the time? No. Uh, no. We're, we're like, <laughs> more often than not, that ad's going to be the beginning of this bitch. Uh, because I, I don't know what the retention ratings are. Uh, so, you know, we got to see. So, actually, this is going to be a great way to test the retention. And, I mean, you've already made it thus far. So, if you, you know, not fucking with the boy, even though you're fucking with the boy, you made it thus far. So, the retention is good enough. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. Anyway, let's get into the pot. Um, so Odell, um, you know, Odell is my favorite football player of all time, the best player to ever touch football. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but he, uh, the whole situation with the airplane, which was like November, I think last year, or maybe even earlier than that. Well, now the videos come out and I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm an Odell fan, but that video looks really bad. It looks really, really, really bad. And also because I've been watching all of the content that, uh, Deion Sanders son is putting out and like, I'm seeing, like Dion taking private planes and shit every fucking where he goes. Like I'm seeing all this, and then I'm seeing Odell have these problems that are in a plane, and I'm just like, okay, Dion Sanders. Now, granted, he during his playing career, because obviously he has his endorsements and everything, but Odell has his too. During his playing career, Dion Sanders made like sixty million dollars in both sports, like both sports combined, maybe sixty million dollars. Like, Odell, I forget, I forget, I know you got the Bitcoin deal, but you, I know you got at least 60 just with the Cleveland Browns alone. If Deion Sanders and his age can afford a private plane to go every fucking where, yeah, I mean, Odell, Odell. oh, 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 maybe Colorado provided him with a plane, maybe the sponsor, whatever, whatever, I, I, hey, I'm I'm, going to say, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. I'm going to speak it into existence. <laughs> I have a touch of mill. I ain't never walking through TSA again. I ain't never walking through TSA again if I touch a mill. Odell touched mill a long time ago. Why the fuck are you going through TSA? Why the fuck are there people that you don't know on an airplane? Why the fuck are you dealing with fucking uh, flight attendants and shit? They should be thrilled for you to do whatever you want. But that video of Odell, that looked really, really, really bad. So uh, why? I don't understand. Why is he flying private? You're a Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know your net worth, but like I said, I know it's more than Dion's. Hell, like, the, it's like, what, $40,000, $50,000? Like, like I, I'm saying it like, like that's not shit, but like, you know, $40,000, $50,000 to Odell is probably like, Four five hundred to me, you know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, like <laughs> Odell, what? Why? Why are there people you don't know on the plane with you? I don't understand this. Uh, it's not gonna. Like, I didn't feel the need to really like harp on this too much because I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think that's the reason why nobody signed Odell this season. So you know, it's not that big a deal. But it did not look too good for you, Odell. Did not look too good that, in that whole situation. And why are your pants off? Why are your why why are you in your underwear in on a plane with other people? If you're going to do that shit, get you a private plane. And I didn't, I didn't see no bitches around, Odell. You could have had your own private plane with some bitches. Have some fun on the plane. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand it. But whatever. That, that, I just needed to get that out. All right. So um, I do want to talk about the playoffs. Uh, I know I talked about it last episode. This episode, I'm going to go a little bit in depth about uh, what I think about the games. Um, but before I do. Before I do, I I, I want to discuss. Uh, I think that there really should. Uh, I <laughs> I wish I knew a good lawyer. Um, 
like like a actually my hmm yeah but he uh, nigga think he big time i i don't know i don't know i don't but i i really think that people should consider organizing a class action against the nfl um over these um this whole Bengals and bills game and granted now we can have this conversation a little bit more so because not only is demar hamlin is demar hamlin's health improved but he's also been discharged from the hospital i'm sure he's you know still you know has medical attention or whatever but he was discharged from the hospital so now we can we can really have these conversations i think there should be a class action against the nfl too many people i was one but (laughs) too many people lost out on player props on team props on the fans that actually went to those games, what if, like, think about you. You're the guy living in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hell, you know, you don't live in Cincinnati, Ohio. You live in a fucking suburb of Cincinnati. You live in Centerville or something, some shit in Ohio. You know what I'm saying? You're a blue-collar worker. You you love the Bengals. You, you saved up enough money. And for at the end of the year, it was a Christmas present. It was a Christmas present to your kid. Die-hard Bengals fan. Loves Joe Burrow. Loves Jamar Chase, always hitting the gritty in the living room, has TikToks. You know what I mean? You know, I'm going to take my son to see them play the Buffalo Bills, one of the best teams in the AFC. It's on Monday Night Football. This is a real big game. He's going to love it. It, And you know what? He's got two, three more days left in his winter break. What better way for us to end his Christmas break than taking him to see his favorite team play against one of the better teams? This is a big game. It should be a fun game. Let's do it. And then your son is now traumatized by what he saw take place on that field. Again, we can talk about this now. He's okay. So he had to see that. You know what I mean? And not only did he have to see that, now the game's not being played. We haven't heard anything about it. Hopefully the Bengals did the right thing or the NFL did the right thing. But like, were those people reimbursed? Were they comp tickets to another game? Is there any type of reconciliation for these people? And then the people that aren't there, the people like me, the people that don't use prize pick like a fucking degenerate, but made a prize pick lineup or ticket or whatever back in March 18th of 2022 <laughs> and had Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow on the ticket saying that they were going to go over on their passing yards prop. And Patrick Mahomes, he does what Patrick Mahomes does, shatters that shit. And Joe Burrow <laughs> on pace to shatter that shit. But Joe Burrow ends up only getting to play 16 games when all the props were made for people that were going to play in 17 games. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's really crazy. I, I just, But the, that's just me. I'm sure there was a universal player propped in Joe Burrow because I got mine in March, but I'm sure it was more or less around the same whenever you know other people got in on it. And for you to miss it. Now, granted, well, you could have picked the under. Unders are pussies. We don't pick under shit. It's over everything. If I see a fucking game line and it's fucking 85 points and it's a fucking college football game, fucking take the over. I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't give a fuck who. If I don't like it, then we just don't touch it. If I don't see the over hitting, we don't touch um, <clears throat> For prize picks. For prize picks. But I'm really be using prize picks like that, like I said. 
I really don't. Uh, as a matter of fact, I didn't even have my password. But I know I, a whole bunch of people um, are degenerate fucking gamblers. And uh, they're always posting and talk about the prize pick lineup. So, you know, I looked into uh, my account. Uh, I knew I had that prop. Um, but I wasn't like really paying too much attention to it. But, you know, I logged in like a week or two ago because I'm like, hey, uh, they, they should be pretty close to this. So what's going on? So I was like, oh, yeah, damn. OK, this is all right. Looks like this might hit. And then this happens. And, and this is why I'm so glad I don't play season long fantasy football anymore. And I, lo I love season long. I miss season long fantasy football. I really, really do. If I ever do get back into season long fantasy football, it's going to be with it's going to be a special league. It's going to be a very, very, very special league if I ever do get back in. Um, but I had to get out. I had to get out in 2020. 2020 was my last season, um, which is very upsetting whenever I think about it because the last fantasy football matchup I had, it was in the championship against Jackie. <sighs> I lost in the championship by very last round of fantasy, season-long fantasy football. Not only did I lose, but I lost to a woman. <sighs> yeah, Alvin Kamara needs to be on the hate list. I forgot about that. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't forget about the hate list episode. That episode, um, I, I need to make a couple of uh, changes. Um, I need to, yeah, just uh, go, go back through with the fine comb. Um, but uh, I'll, be, I'll be getting that episode out there. So don't worry about that. Uh, the hate list is still coming. I did not forget about it. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys are missing games in 2020. And I was the commissioner of the league. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that was a, that was a whole situation. Sorry, Kate. Um, it, it was it was just a shit show all around. 2020 fantasy football for me, season long shit show. And guys being in COVID protocol, but it, but being perfectly fucking healthy, that shit didn't sit right with me. I, so for those reasons, I was out. But imagine, I mean, I know I actually know somebody that won a fantasy league. Because they were going against somebody that had Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I, 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 would, I would lose my fucking mind. There's too much bullshit that can go on. I, you know, and DraftKings. Uh, kudos to DraftKings. If you don't, you, obviously this ain't no sponsor. But hey, hey, fuck prize picks. Get on DraftKings. Get on DraftKings. Yeah, no, that that's... I... Mm, Hypothetically, hypothetically, if I were to participate in daily fantasy sports, um, DraftKings would be the platform that I would use. And hypothetically, if I was going to do that, one could say that they were more successful this year or this season of football than any fa season-long fantasy football league ever. And that's with having won a fair share of fantasy championships. Anywho, um, DraftKings, great platform. They have the picks. They have the props. You know, they have a sports book on there. I, I don't touch a sports book. I don't. I don't. That's not my thing. Um, but, you know, that, that's where I would hypothetically get my fantasy fix. And uh, I heard, I heard that if you had anybody that was playing in that Bills Bengals game, uh, that they uh, reimbursed you for the for that uh, for that lineup. So they, they did the right thing. Is all I'm getting at. NFL, when are you going to do the right thing? When are you going to do the right thing?
I really, truly, genuinely think that that game should have been played, not just because of my personal incentives, but you really, really screw over the Cincinnati Bengals. And now that we're in the playoffs, like, you know, I actually are am a little bit more fervent. Fervent? Is that a word? Fervent? I'm more aware of my favorite teams in the NFL. Like, not now, like, everybody, like, yeah, oh, like, go Eagles, fly Eagles, fly. Imagine being that type of a faggot. You know what I'm saying? Like, actually giving a fuck about week three football. Like, what, what the fuck? But now that the games matter, my loyalty matters. So now I care about my teams. <laughs> and the Bengals are one of my teams. You know what I'm saying? So I feel bad that one of my squads is getting fucked over. Now, granted, you know, we still got, you know, we still got my Chiefs. But, like, hey, come on, man. Come on, Bengals. They really fucked them over because if they win that game, they they have. Oh, now, granted, the Chiefs still won. So they would have been the two seed. They would have been the two seed. Uh, but having that two seed, they could, they could have the second round game at home as well. Which is why Joe Burrow said, I would love to have that coin toss for the second round. But, you know, fuck us, right? Fuck us. Um, I, yeah, I think it's fucked up. I, I really do think it's fucked up. Uh, and then if the Bills would have won it, then just straight up, then all right, cool. The Bills could have been the one seed. Bills could have been the one seed because they had the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. So both teams had a reason to play. And I, <laughs> I know everybody's being extra sensitive because we were still like within the time frame. Again, he's here. He's, he's, been discharged, but we're still in the time frame of it all happening and it was real fresh. I mean, but at no point, I mean, obviously I'm not in the locker room, but we ain't getting the reports and never got the notion that at any point the Bills were not going to play against the Patriots in week 18. So, you know, what's, what are, like, why, why? Why can't why can't they play this game? I hey look, I would have been perfectly fine with pushing some shit back. I, I you know what? I would have been perfectly fine with them having that game, having week eighteen, and then having Thursday night football, Bengals Bills, postponing the playoffs. Now, actually, yeah, no, fuck it, postponing the playoffs. Actually, yeah, no, fuck it, that's perfect. Postponing the playoffs, um, for the AFC. Like a day or two. Well, I mean, not a day or two because you got to give the winner enough time. So I guess uh, you could have them play again on Thursday. Here's what I'm saying. We could have did this and set it up in such a way that instead of like, because we got wildcard weekend coming up and we got like six games this weekend. It's going to be great. But we could have had four games or three games like, you know, or like we'd have a Saturday game, a Sunday game or a Sunday afternoon game, a Sunday evening game. And then, like, oh, well, we'll have a game on Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Have another game on Thursday, keeping up with Thursday night football. And, I mean, you could have set it up in a way where we could have really spread out all these games and the NFL could have really maximized and highlighted and probably capitalized and gained a little bit more revenue. I honestly, catch a little bit, catch more viewers. Because, I mean, I don't think anybody really gives a fuck about Green Bay or Miami, but that was one of the highest rated games of the year because it was one of the few ga- few football games on. Okay, yeah, it was Christmas. Yeah, I know. But 
Basketball typically reigns supreme on Christmas. I wish I had that list up in front of me because uh, there were other games throughout the year that were not on a national holiday that got a lot of eyeballs. And I'm thinking if these are NFL playoff games on a standalone day, kind of like how the NBA gets at the end of the year whenever they're in the Western Conference Finals, like, you know, like if one series finishes way before the other, then there's not games every other night. So it's like, hey, we got this game on Wednesday. And then, damn, blackout, nothing. But during that whole blackout of nothing, you get to talk and hype and anticipate and speculate and build up all this momentum to this big event of the next game. That's what the NFL could have done. I know you need five, six days for the body to recover and everything, but you could set it up in such a way because they already have a built-in bye week. They already have a built-in bye week for the Pro Bowl. So, uh, you know, and these guys have been playing for, like, between four to six days of recovery for the past three months. Fuck it. If anything, these are creatures of habit. This is all routine. They have a routine for playing Thursday night games. Everybody's in the same boat. I give me fuck it, fuck it, whatever. I I think they could, and, and that's just you know whatever. I, they could have found a way. They could have found a way. Hell, they could have just played that week eighteen game, or you know what they could have. They could have played that week eighteen game, and given the fucking whole league about a week if you wanted to, because you know what. You know, I'm not gonna spend too, I'm not gonna spend no more time thinking about this. I just think it could have been done. It could have been done. They could have found a way for that game to have been played. That would have been a fantastic standalone game this past Thursday. Or yeah, this pa- imagine if we had Bengals versus instead of watching the fucking Mavs and the Lakers, we get the Bengals versus Bills. Winner gets the two seed. Now that Demar's been discharged, you could have Demar on the sideline or something, or him up in a suite and everything. And like, yeah, I mean they. They really lost out on the moment. They lost out on the moment, guys. They lost out on the moment. The NFL could have won. I could have won. The fans could have won. And you could fucking postpone Wild Card Weekend or just space it out. Space it out to where, like, hey, oh, well, now there's two Monday night games. Or, hell, we got a Tuesday night game. And, like, and I know you might be like, oh, well, that's gimmicky and that's this and that's that. You must not remember 2020. I remember the Cleveland Browns playing a game on a Tuesday at 2 p.m. Because of COVID. Like, come on, man. Nobody gave a fuck, but imagine that's a playoff game. But it wouldn't be 2 p.m., obviously. It'd be at night, but NFL could have had a fucking monopoly. Bam, 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 bam. Playoff games. Anyway, anyway. Doing too much right now. I know, I know. But you're still listening, so I mean, you like it. You like it. You like it. All right. Um, I want to talk about Wildcard Weekend. I know I briefly talked about it, but now I actually want to, like I said, go a little bit more in depth on what I'm looking for, keys to victory, and uh, a little bit more depth of why I think what I think for these games. All right. We're going to go in the order that the games are going to be played. So first off, we have the Seahawks versus the 49ers. Now, uh, if you listened to the last episode, you already know I think very, very highly of the 49ers and uh, where I think they can end up this year. But um, I don't really give, I don't really pay too, too much to team stats during the season. Um, But now that we have a full season body of work, now that the games, in my opinion, well, not in my opinion, now that the games actually fucking matter, I think that what your resume says can give a good 
indication of what you're good at and what you're not good at. I think having 18 games, for some 17, is a fair sample size. So with that being said, I do believe the 49ers are going to be able to run all over Seattle, respectfully. But also, I mean, hey, you know, I forgot, this is also the UTSA Bowl. We got Spencer Burford on the O-line and uh, Tariq Woolen, who really made a name for himself this year. Uh, so, you know, that's going to be fun. So we, we're guaranteed a roadrunner in the second round. So, you know, this, that's that. Um, but they're, the 49ers should be able to run all over this Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, they rank 30th in the NFL in rush defense, and the 49ers rank 7th in rush offense. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you don't even need to explain what he's capable of doing. But they also got Elijah Mitchell back. I'm really big on him. He was really big for them in the playoffs last year. Uh, and... Uh, I mean, Chris McCaffrey's a hell of an upgrade, but if they didn't have Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell was like, they were ready to roll with Elijah Mitchell before he got hurt early in the year. Um, so now they're going to have both of them. That's going to be a problem. And then also you still have to worry about Debo. Brock Purdy, he would be the only somewhat red flag. And I know, you know, people still want to see more from him. And, you know, he uh, hasn't played from behind and he just has to get the ball to the weapons. But, you know, the game means more, but the game hasn't changed. What you've been doing, just keep doing. They're not making him do anything difficult. Hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. Dump it off to Christian McCaffrey. Hand it off to uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, make a smart read. It's a small. It's an intermediate play. Uh, you're not doing anything too crazy. Or you have the one of the best security blankets in the NFL, and George Kittle, who's also a great blocker. I would say, if we're talking about football. Like, all-around football, George Kittle's the best tight end in the NFL. Um, but obviously, if we're just talking about, like, you know, specializing in one thing. And I'm not saying Travis Kelsey can't block. I'm just saying I'd much rather George Kittle be next to me on a double team than Travis Kelsey. From what I've seen. That's all. Just just from what I've seen from George Kittle. I'm not saying Travis Kelsey can't block. That's just not what he's asked to do. Um, But with that being said, with the 49ers being able to run all over him, I do think Gino is going to be able to move the ball. Now, the this is the third time that both of these teams have played. Seattle has lost the previous two during the regular season. There's always that old adage that it's hard to beat a team three times. Um, so that's something that the 49ers are going to have to get done this year, or to, if they want to move on. Um, and it's easier to learn from a loss than it is from a win. So 49ers are going in that week just being like, all right, this is what we did well. This is what we need to do again. Seattle's looking at it like, all right, this is what we did wrong. This is what we need to change. So it's a little bit harder for the other team because now they have to, the for the 49ers, in my opinion, because now they have to prepare for uh, more so adjustments uh, that they're not really too aware of. They have, I mean, they have, like, again, you've seen them twice. It's not that they're going to come out there with a completely different playbook, but I think you're coming from an advantage whenever you are uh, the team that's lost in the past versus the team that won. Um, and with that being said, I think Gino, he's really, <laughs> I, you look, I really forgot. Like, cause I mean, you know, you know, I, I rock with my jets. So, you know, I was there. Like, I remember when Gino was drafted, I was happy. I was like, Oh yeah, we, we here, we here now. And then I forget Gino was low key, a Heisman candidate for the most part of his senior year before like week six when shit hit the fan but gino was him and he's a second round pick you know they th you know he had pedigree to a degree you know they thought that there was something there and i mean it took 10 years but he he put something together he put something together this year 
Uh, he he talked his way into some money for show for show. As a matter of fact, I'm not gonna do that. But he talked his way into some money. And uh, Seattle. Uh, now we all like consider the 49ers one of the best defenses in the NFL. Great defensive team. And you can say that their past defense statistic is deceiving because they're leading in a majority of their games. So see again, this numbers can lie. You have to understand what you're looking at with these numbers as well. Their past defense is ranked 21st in the NFL, but. It's probably because they're being passed on a lot more, which possibly means that the other team is at a disadvantage and they're losing. With that being said, all I'm saying is I think Gino will be able to distribute the ball to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Uh, I do think that Gino will be able to do that. But when we're coming to the when we're talking about the playoffs, the simple keys remain the keys. Win the turnover battle. Win time of possession. If one team has a significant edge when it comes to running the ball, even without the game even being played yet, one would think that they're going to dominate time of possession. This team also has a very solid defense, and it is easier, I would think, to defend the pass when you're expecting the pass. Also, when it's a game that means something. So, again, Seattle has a 10th-ranked pass offense in the NFL. 49ers have the 21st pass defense. But like I said, that statistic could be a little deceiving, but still something that should be of concern. So that's going to be the key uh, for them. But then, it's turnover, like I said, turnovers, first time in possession. And I think that running advantage, especially in the playoffs, is going to be essential. So all of that word salad to say, 49ers. All right, next game up, we got the Chargers and the Jags. All right, now, so I think Justin Herbert uh, is going to go crazy. Well, let me say this. Okay. I think he, okay, from fantasy, from a fantasy perspective, I like Justin Herbert as a sneaky pick this week. The Jags, I like the Jags defense. Now, looking at what their actual numbers say, told a bit of a different story, but I do think that they have talent and they can force turnovers. And if you, and again, I don't think home field is too big of a deal in the in the playoffs or well, my my fault. I won't say in the playoffs. I don't think home field advantage is too big of a deal in the NFL because I, I it, it it can help the home team, but you're being paid to not be rattled. Like and this isn't the like NFL stadiums are. Well, I mean, depending on where you go, but the top 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 cream of the crop. Um, college place, uh, college football teams, those stadiums are much bigger than NFL stadiums. Like, I think Arrowhead may seat like 60, 70,000. Like, UT sits like 100, 110, something like that, something ridiculous. Like, Alabama seats like 80, 90. Like, the Ohio State seats like 100, some thousand. Like, like, these stadiums in college are much bigger, and those fans tend to be a little bit more rambunctious. Um, but again, either way, <laughs> at the professional level, you you you're doing a job we're paying you to not get rattled i I don't buy too much into that um in nba i think it's different but i think you can feed off the crowd more in football i mean maybe it's just because i played offensive line but i just don't think that i i mean the crowd not yeah i mean i've been in some loud environments but yeah whatever whatever uh, <clears throat> I'm saying all this is up because of just a Herbert. I, I said he should go crazy. The Chargers have the number three passing offense in the NFL, and they're going against the Jags, number 28 pass defense. 
Uh, that actually might be uh, that's the second worst passing defense to of any playoff team. So Justin Herbert, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks left in the playoffs. One of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, his weapons, uh, he might out. <clears throat> it might be between the Chargers and the 49ers for the best weapons all around the play. No, no, no. The Bengals receivers is nice. The Bengals receivers is nice. But the the Chargers nice receiving core and uh, going against. Uh, pretty poor pretty poor pass defense could prove to be problematic and their record um i i i i I tend to believe that 28 more than i believe that 21 for the 49ers because the 49ers ended the year what 12 and 4 13 and 4 something like that like they were you know a winning team like the two seed or something like that um the jags uh they're they're nine and eight uh so because of their record, I'm led to believe that that 28 and pass defense might actually mean that they're not really good against the pass. Not that they're seeing a lot of pass because they're leading in the games. I, I think that, that that might be a bit of a different story there. Uh, so uh, Justin Herbert, those receivers, Austin Eckler, could be a problem. Um, I'm expecting, hey, if you like a prop, if you like a prop, I don't know what his, I don't even know what it is, but I'm expecting Justin Herbert to throw the ball 40 to 45 times. That's that's what I'm expecting. Um, and I'm also partially expecting that because uh, the Chargers have the 30th rush offense in the NFL. So um, that's pretty much what they've been doing all year, having Justin Herbert throw the ball. Uh, so, you know, and also uh, the uh, Charger, I mean, I'm sorry, the Jags uh, rush defense is 28th. So, I mean, they could, in theory, you know, switch it up, change it up, but that's just not the Chargers' style of play, and you don't want to reinvent the wheel in the playoffs. So I think that they're going to stick with what they do. And these two teams have played each other earlier in the season. I forget what week it was, um, but the Jags blew them the fuck out. Uh, so again, like I was kind of saying before, you know, they and I'm pretty sure that's when the Chargers were dealing with injuries as well. But regardless, they got blown the fuck out. So, you know, they they know some things, so some things to correct, whereas the Jags are looking at things to uh, repeat. Um, Now, going to Jacksonville's favor, I do think the Jags, well, it's clear that the Jags have an advantage. Oh, no, sorry, I got got that wrong. I got that wrong, guys. Um, The uh, Chargers... I mean, the Jags have a 12th rush defense. I'm sorry, the 12th rush defense. Uh, so the Chargers have the 30th rush offense uh, going against the Jags' 12th rush defense. So, eh, you know. La- last game uh, that the Jags played was against Derrick Henry. Uh, I don't remember what he put up, but uh, it wasn't enough because the, <laughs> they clinched the fucking uh, AFC South. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't enough. Um, Austin Eckler's not Derrick Henry. Uh, the Jags see Derrick Henry touch here. So I, I think they're relieved to see anybody that's not Derrick Henry. And uh, the Chargers look like they'd rather do anything but run the ball. So, okay. I'm expecting a lot of passes from him, uh, from uh, Justin Herbert. And then with the Jags, uh, let's see. They have the 12th passing offense in the league going against the Chargers' 7th passing defense. Uh, now, only thing with that is... Are is Derwin James playing? I believe he was concussed. I don't know. I I, re- I want to see that. Um, but don't sleep. I hope Bosa's back. Now that the playoffs are here. I need to actually, you know, learn who's on my team. Um, uh, but we know Cleo Max there. 
Cleo Mack used to be a big deal. I don't know if he still is, but he used to be a big deal. Um, and he's made the playoffs before, has he? Is this Khalil Mack's playoff debut? Oh, no, I need to look into that. I'm not sure. Um, the Jags, uh, 14th rushing offense against the Chargers. 28th rushing defense. I should have known that. I've been picking on the Chargers all year. Uh, yeah, the Chargers, for whatever reason, they're not good against the run. I don't know if they're just not good in the, against the run or if they just went against really good running backs this year. I don't I don't know what the issue is. I don't I don't I'm not really sure how that stat came to be, but the stat is a stat and we have a strong sample size to say this Chargers team is not good against the run. And I really do like Travis Etienne. And then I'm thinking uh this is Trevor Lawrence's playoff debut. They want to control the clock have their defense win the game. Not saying that the offense for the Jags isn't good enough, but I don't think they're going to completely put it in Trevor Lawrence's hands. I do like their, their weapons. I do like Christian Kirk. I do like Zay Jones. I love Evan Ingram. Travis Etienne's really come on uh, towards the end of the year. I think they're going to, he's going to get, I think he's going to get about 20 touches this game. Um, I think they're going to try to control the ball, control time of possession, um, keep the Chargers offense off the field. Um, the problem is the Chargers can be explosive. They can score quick. Time of possession is going to be the key for them. Um, I Man, this is tough. I like the Chargers. I like Justin Herbert. I like that team. If Travis Etienne goes for 100 yards, the Chargers will lose this game. If Travis Etienne goes for... You know, I do want to leave it at that, but I also like want to like... Fine, fuck it. I do believe that if Travis Etienne has over 100 yards, they will. The Chargers will lose this game, but because football is a crazy game, and the Chargers are a terrible rush defense. In theory, Travis Etienne could break for a 75-yard touchdown, and then like in the first quarter, and then have like another 18 carries for 20 yards, and he goes over. I'm thinking, I'm saying, when I say he goes over 100, I'm thinking in the flow of the game, not some crazy chunk play, because I, I think it would be something more sustainable. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just say, if he has 120, well, that's obvious. I won't say that. I won't say that. If Travis Etienne, I, I think this is, I think this hedges on Travis Etienne. Uh, I'm just, fuck it. I'm going to pick the Jags. I'm going to pick the Jags. I'm going to pick the Jags. Uh, I think I picked the Chargers in the episode I did the other day, though, didn't I? This one's really a... Oh, no, I picked the Jags. I picked the Jags. Okay, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, fuck it. I'm going with the Jags. I'm going with the Jags. I'm going with the Jags. All right. All right. Next game up, we have the Dolphins and the Bills. Uh, now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one at all because apparently Skylar Thompson is going to be starting a quarterback. I don't know what happened with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so with that being said, these fucking statistics for the Dolphins offense don't mean a shit because uh, uh, they was, you know, hinging on Tua Tagovailoa being the quarterback. And, you know, we need to slightly uh, talk about Tua. Um, <clears throat> he had a concussion about three weeks ago. Um, I, I don't... He, he must He must be still failing all the tests or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. Um, but, yo, dog, that concussion protocol shit, like, we really care. The NFL cares. We care about player safety, and we want you to be taken care of and thinking about the next 40, 50, 60 years of your life. Um, but that's during the regular season. 
Like Mike McDaniel needs to get on the call with two and be like, yo, dog, you know we care about you from August to December. <laughs> In January, like this is what we worked for. This is what we paid for. Fuck how you feel. This is about the other niggas in this building. The other niggas, everybody that's affiliated with this organization. You give us the best chance to win. Nigga, can you see? Nigga, do you know your name? Nigga, do you know the plays? Can you throw the ball? What are we talking about? Get your ass out there. Get your ass out there. This is literally what we trained and worked for the entire year. Because your head hurt? Nigga, what? Troy Aikman said he don't even remember winning the Super Bowl. He was so fucked up. Got a concussion in the NFC Championship game. Played in the Super Bowl a week and a half later. Tua, you about... Tua, Tua, Tua. I always knew. I knew. I always knew that I didn't like Tua. I didn't know. I, I, I just never... I never liked Tua. And uh, anyway, uh, to, if you if you can't trust Tua for this game, why 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 do you why do you like concussions? It's not like a sprained ankle, like it's it doesn't go away, or, or like like I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry like it it can't be reaggravated is what I mean, like once it's there, you heal from it. It can come back at any point. Well, not it can come back, but like if you are in the same situation, dun da da da. There's not no like you need to sit extra time out to reduce the chances of getting a concussion. No, the chances of getting a concussion are there, present. And and honestly, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I, th- I think Tua don't want to play football to be honest with you, because I saw the hit that he got the concussion on. Uh, like nigga, like did you see like his like he was trying to land on the back of his head. Like, nigga, what do you, like, that was the most, uh, go, go back, if you don't remember, go back and watch that play. Pause this, or get your phone out, or whatever the fuck, and go watch the play that Tua got its second concussion on. And then speaking of, Tua's had two, three concussions this season? Nigga, at some point it's you. At some point it's you. I saw the offensive line Joe Burrow went against last year, and in some parts early this year. I've seen the offensive lines that people have been having to deal with. You think Tua's the only nigga that ever got sacked or hit hard this season? But it seems like every single time this nigga's touched, he has a concussion. I think there's something else going on here. Like Dolphins, honestly, you might need to you might need to cut bait with this nigga. I know it's early, but some, something's going on here. It's not like it's not like Steph early in his career, like oh yeah, his ankles, he had those ankle problems, yada yada yada. yada. That's something you work like. Nah, your concussions, like I, I I know I didn't have so many undiagnosed concussions in the day. Like they just it's just normal. Like you know what I'm saying? So like two of Amen. Amen. And a concussion is not really something that you can gauge. Like, if you see a nigga, like, has a fucking torn rotator cuff or tore or sprained MCL, PCL, or some shit like that, like, his movements are different. His, like, his day-to-day life is different. With a concussion, you look normal. You look fine. Like, we don't know what's going on inside, but, you know, I, I just, I, I, would, I would think it's frustrating. I would think it's frustrating. Especially for Tyreek Hill. But anyway, um, the Dolphins uh, and the Bills have two good rush defenses. Uh, so, you know, that's good. Um, but that doesn't bode well for the team that has to start a third string quarterback um, against the Buffalo Bills on the road where it's expected to be 28 degrees. Like nothing else to say. The Bills. Bills by a lot. Bills by all of it. If the Bills were to lose this game, this would be the biggest upset in the history of the playoffs and you know what also i didn't even bring that up yet the 
chemistry and the connectiveness over the past couple of weeks <clears throat> because of what the Buffalo Bills locker room had to endure. Um, like you really get the sense that those guys are not only playing for something bigger than them. And I mean, it's kind of weird because I mean, like Demar Hamlin's okay, so it would be different if like he passed. Thankfully, he didn't. But you know what I'm saying. But like they kind of when you in that moment, like it kind of made them closer. Is what it appears on you know on TV. Um, so if that's the case, it's gonna be even more hard to uh, beat this. Uh, for anybody to beat this Bills team, for one, because uh, they were already a good team, but now that like they have an even more of an incentive or even more something to play for, like because that that's something that you know coaches and te- good teams, I think good teams actually like are a family and actually see the guy next to them as their brother. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the dynamic that they pretty much like, you know, what they glorify and what they, you know, Disneyify with uh, Remember the Titans. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I've never been a part of a team like that. Um, but I do think that those teams exist. So, you know, I'll be a delusional woman with that. I th- they're out there. It's out there. It exists. Um, which actually kind of got me thinking, though. If you're another team in the AFC and you see how the Bills are rallying around each other, I mean, how bad do you want a Super Bowl? Like, I mean, like, like I, I think, I think somebody, like, I think Andy Reid might need to go like full Talladega Knights. You know what I'm saying? Like, some like a coach needs to fucking like they need to fake a fake an injury or something like in Talladega Nights. You know what I mean? Just give them that extra incentive, extra motivation. See how the guys, you know, rally around it. I'm I'm just I'm just throwing stuff out there. I mean, you know, I I, I mean, you, you got to fight fire with fire, guys. And again, Demar Hamlin's okay, so we can say this. It's okay, but I I, I would. I would definitely consider faking some type of trap. And I'm not saying DeMars was fake, but I'm just saying you need to manufacture. If you can't have these emotions authentically, you have to manufacture them. If we can't get real vanilla, we get vanilla abstract. It's the same shit. That's all I'm saying. Get it done. Fake, and, fake a tragedy. Um. Anyway, uh, enough about that game. Uh, let's see. We got the uh, Giants and the Vikings. Uh, now, this is just two bad defenses. Uh, this is two bad defenses. I think this game could be the shootout. Um, I haven't looked at what the uh, point total is, but uh, over. Over. Like a real nigga. Whatever it is, over. Two bad defenses. Uh, the Giants have the 15th pass defense. The Vikings have the 31st pass defense. Uh, the Giants have the 27th rush defense. The Vikings have the 20th rush defenses. Uh, so you would think that these offenses are going to be able to just have a blast. Um, now, the Giants passing offense, uh, uh, they weren't that good, but that's just because, you know, the Giants don't really have any fucking receivers. Uh, the Giants were 27th passing offense, um, but still better than that 31 pass defense. Um, and then uh, the Vikings, though, this is where this could be a problem. Uh, the Vikings were number two passing offense in the NFL. You know, Justin Jefferson and uh, the Giants were the 15th passing defense. Now, these two teams played uh, about two, three weeks ago um in minnesota oh yeah that was i want to say christmas eve yeah it was christmas eve um i didn't forget about that whole i have a theory about christmas the christmas eve games and the weather and everything but uh this episode is already getting longer so i'm not going to get into it but i have a theory that um maybe i'll come back to one day um but these two teams played on christmas eve and it was a close game but the uh the vikings ended up winning i believe it was by a field goal i think they won 27 24 
um, or maybe 26, 24, something like that. It was game with a field goal. Uh, so they played them tough. They played them close. Um, did the Giants learn enough? Did the Giants have enough? Um, I think Saquon is obviously going to be the key. Um, I think it's it's obviously the two top two playmakers. It's going to be Saquon versus Justin Jefferson. The difference is getting the ball to Saquon puts you less at risk. What I mean by that is handing the ball off is better chance of not turning the ball over than you do with when you put it in the air. Um, not saying Kirk Cousins is prone to interceptions, but he is prone to shrinking in a big moment. So something to watch for. Um, because of that, because when your most explosive weapon is a running back versus receiver, I gotta I gotta side with the running back mostly because the quarterback has to get you the ball at receiver. You can be the best receiver there is. If the quarterback can't get it to you, we'll never know how good you are. We'll never know. Unless you're DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is a god. Um yeah. Um I'm I'm rocking with the Giants. They played them earlier this year. I think they're gonna be able to figure them out. Um the defense for the Vikings has been problematic all year. And uh that could be the nail in the coffin for them. Uh, next up, we got the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, it looks like Anthony Brown is going to be starting for the Ravens. So, nothing to talk about. I'm expecting Joe Burrow to go crazy. Um, the Ravens have a 26 pass defense. Um, and I think that that may just be due to their schedule this, this year. I think that may be more of the schedule because uh, I do like Marlon Humphrey. Um, they do have Rokon Smith now. He wasn't there all year. Um, it, they have another corner that I think is pretty good. Maybe he's hurt. I can't remember. Um, but the um, it's too good rush. It's too good run defenses. Um, I'm just expecting Joe Burrow to go crazy. And if Anthony Brown's starting, there's not going to be enough offense for the Ravens. Um, and, and unless Mark Andrews is really just the key to the, uh, fucking Ravens offense, uh, cause, and Mark Andrews did not play and Anthony Brown looked God awful. It made me wonder why the fuck is he even in the NFL? Um, yeah. And, and it's crazy that he's their third string quarterback and he's black. I'm just like, so they, they just like, they, they just getting all black quarterbacks. I know whoever that quarterback coach has never been in a room with three black guys. Well, three black quarterbacks. Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. Um, that, that that has to be the only roster in the NFL. Like, you're telling me that there's not a white guy out there that can... <laughs> okay, all right, probably not. But, okay, whatever. I mean, I mean y'all... Okay, whatever. They're just all in on the system, I guess. Whatever. If you're going to do that, fucking... Well, I mean, you can now, but they should have brought in Marcus Mariota or something. Um... Anyway, um, I don't expect much success on the ground... Uh, for the Ravens this week, um, the Bengals do have a top five rush defense, and uh, the Ravens can't throw the ball. It's going to be hard to win a game when you can't throw the ball. Unless they have Tim Tebow. If they had Tim Tebow, it'd be different. With that, actually, now no, I think about it, Tim Tebow, like, I, 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 would I would love for Tim Tebow to sign a one-day contract with the Ravens and play this game. I think I think Tim I think Tim Tebow as much as I love the Bengals and Joe Burrow I think Tim Tebow could win this game. I'm, I'm about to fucking make Tim Tebow on Madden. 
or put Taysom Hill on the Ravens. No, all right, whatever. We're getting crazy. I, there's nothing really to say about this game. It's, it's going to be the Bengals. It's going to be the Bengals big. Uh, anyway, now the last game of the weekend, we got the Cowboys versus the Bucks. Um, I'm thinking uh, pass, pass, and pass some more uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they have the fifth passing offense in the league uh, going against the uh, Cowboys' eighth passing defense. So, you know, the Cowboys do have, you know, decent passing defense. But the reason why I say pass, pass, and pass some more is shocking shocking to me um and i do remember leonard Fournette did miss some time um but for the tampa bay buccaneers to be the dead last and rushing offense in the nfl while having leonard Fournette really baffles me but this is an 18 game sample size uh and even if they did try to run the ball out of nowhere um even though the cowboys are ranked 21st in rush defense um I would put my money on Micah Parsons. Yeah, I'd put my money on Micah Parsons. Especially that um, it seems even more evident that this uh, Bucks offensive line is uh, not what uh, is optimal for Tom Brady. Um, and all the things that I'm saying would make it sound like that I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys. But Tom Brady's going for that eight Super Bowl. I think eight is a big number. Tom Brady is 7-0 in his career versus the Dallas Cowboys. So beating them would put him at what? Yeah, I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's my wild card special. Appreciate you for listening. Uh, I'm not going to get into anything else. This episode's already been uh, much longer than I expected. Uh, you know, I definitely uh, went on some tangents. But, uh, you know, this is what you listen for, and I appreciate you for listening. So, yeah, we'll be back real soon, and I'll have that uh, hate list episode out.